The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra-low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious, ultra-low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving, plus high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10, H-E-R-O dot C-O. Aloha, possums. Um, just like the cool kids, we are 13 minutes late, um, as we should be, uh, like always. So, you know, we're moving on to week two now. Hopefully everyone had a good week one. Uh, a lot of us were looking at our teams, like Geno Smith was looking at Aaron Donald crashing down upon him with a collective, oh shit, heard around the world. But we're going to relax, take a deep breath, and understand that it is still basically preseason. So don't overreact too much. Um I am going to overreact a little bit. In fact, I'm going to have a very special guest on today. They've been on the show before, and we'll make another experience tonight. But we have our game previews for week two. And uh, as always, I'm riding with Josh and Billy, <laughs> two of my best friends in the whole world. Josh, Billy, how are you guys doing? I'm doing great. And I just I do want to kind of piggyback off what Joe was saying. Not about the special guest. We'll get to that when we get there. Uh, but I do want to piggyback off of what Joe was saying. I looked at the... Uh, you know, rankings at the end of each of my, you know, L's that I took. And I looked at it and I had 113 points in our league, which we have a 200 club in that league and no one was even close. And I was second best with 113 points. So it was just a bad week of football around. There was rain in every forecast that was outdoors pretty much. And at the same time, like Joe said, it's still, it was still preseason. Jalen Hurts looked bad. Sure. Do you think he'll look bad this week? Hopefully not. But at the same time, like, do not overreact to some of these players. Uh, the T Higgins zero, which we'll get into in a, in a bit there. Do not overreact on these players. Do not sell these players. It is week one. Hopefully you didn't drop anyone stupid. And hopefully everybody that listens here got Puka Nakua. So yeah, hopefully feels so. like such a trap this week. Well, I mean, before we do completely move on to week two, I do feel like we should talk about what can only be described as like a catastrophic injury for NFL history that happened on Monday. I mean, we lost Aaron Rodgers and I don't know if he's ever going to be back. I mean, he's, in, he's got an Achilles injury, a complete tear going to be out for this season. The recovery on that is going to be hard, especially when you don't believe in traditional medicine, you're only going to use mushrooms or whatever. So that's going to make things even more oh, harder, yeah. you know, to come back. They're mad. So, really? Well, I understand that Joe. And if a vision quest is going to bring his Achilles back, by all means, but physical mm-hmm. therapy also could help. And I don't know if he's going to allow that to happen. So we'll see. Um, don't don't love that for the Jets. Um, I know I was a big believer in the Garrett Wilson train. I have an entire 
you know, season long prediction about Garrett Wilson being the wide receiver one in fantasy football. Don't worry. I've already mentally crumpled that up and thrown it into the trash can called Kobe before it smacked too. It's just, it is what it is this year. You know, like we're going to have some of these and that was a devastating one right off the top rope. Is DraftKings giving refunds on that, by the way? They'd be like, yeah, sorry, man. My bad. Nope. Not at all. That thing is Your dead is in their bank account. I called that no, a I was donation to, to DraftKings. I was excited to actually cheer for Aaron Rodgers for once. Um, so my yeah. first first chance to cheer for him is not a Packer, and then he tears his Achilles after five plays. So. Yeah, also, um, sad and gross thing that happened. A lot of Packers fans were victory lapping like that, like they won something. And I was just kind of like, Ooh, what? That could have happened to your team for one. That could have happened last year. That could have happened this year if he decided to stay there. Stop victory lapping injuries out there. And I'm not talking about this as the fantasy community. This was just a couple of random Packers fans that I talked to. I saw on Facebook or whatever, like, I understand memes are funny and everything, but like you, you seemed genuinely excited about it. And I feel like that's, those really are shit. Packers fans you're talking about. So I know this is live and we can't edit that, but you're talking about Packers. I don't fans, know. So. That was just so, gross okay. to me. So now that we got, so now that we got the PC, oh, it was gross. I hate it. Did y'all laugh when it happened? Like, of course that happened. Like, of course. It just seemed like the Jets, a Jets situation to happen for sure. I, I laughed. I'm I was I laughed because I was like, you know what? Of course that happens to the Jets. Of course, they trade all of this stuff to get him. They finally have a hope. They finally have the best quarterback in 30 years. I don't even know what their last good quarterback was. And this happens five plays into the season. <laughs> That's just, oh, you can't write that, man. Like the NFL script writers had a ball writing that one, I'm guessing. Yeah, I wonder yeah. who he pissed off in that office to have that one happen. I don't know, but that was a that was oof, that was bad. It's really just right. an unfortunate setting, though, all around. Like, I mean, I, I, I really, as a person who traded Aaron Rodgers in a dynasty league and flipped him, uh, and what looks like his last year in the NFL, I'm very happy about that situation because I have a quarterback who's healthy. But at the same time, it's just like I like Aaron Rodgers. I've had him on my team for like seven years now in that dynasty league, and I just. I really like watching Aaron Rodgers play football and it's just, we are missing out. Like you don't know how much more of these greats we're going to get. You know what I mean? Like we had Tom Brady for like our entire adult life at this point, it seems like. So, and like <clears throat> Rodgers, I mean, it's the passing of a torch to this new generation and it, it is sad. Hopefully he can come back and be healthy next year. But I mean, honestly, it's a long road ahead. For sure. I really just feel bad for Jets fans. Yeah. <laughs> the the hype. I mean, and then the, the money you spent on the, on the Rodgers Jersey that you may never uh, even get to dude. wear again. That team least. is so built, though. So built. They, well, their team. line kind of sucks. But yeah. all they need, all they needed was was Aaron Rodgers to, to play. And I feel horrible for Jets fans. I can't even imagine what you're going through right now. Yeah, for sure. I have all a right. well, quarterback. Still I'm going to – well, yeah, that's – we'll get to that. Um, all right. To segue – oh, my God, on one leg. Um, to segue a little bit into – the overall quarterback discussion. I just want to go through all of the new quarterbacks that signed new big deals this past weekend and how just devastating they were. So we'll start with Joe Burrow signs the biggest contract in NFL history and then proceeds to have the worst game I've ever seen, just ever seen from a player. I, I don't really understand what was, what was going on there. The Browns are good defense. They probably shouldn't be that good though. Lamar signs a contract, struggles 
against Houston. Um, he's th- running with the ball, but he's running very lackadaisically. He fumbled the ball like on a play that he probably shouldn't have. Um, Daniel Jones, they signed him to a contract. We all on this podcast said it was a big mistake to sign him to that pot- that contract. They go out and lose forty to nothing. They don't look like they were even. I don't even. I don't even think not ready is a. Is, they just don't look like they were even understanding what sport they were playing. So it it's kind of a it was a bad off season for new quarterbacks and new places. I think because woof, kind of some rough starts. There's there's happy there's happy things on the horizon. They'll get better. Yeah. I mean, honestly, once again, it was rainy in most of these football games. I think that we're going to have better performances. A lot of people didn't play in the preseason, i.e. Jalen Hurts. That was one of the first things Sirianni said uh, in the his pre- game uh, press conference after the game was, man, maybe next year we're starting our, our starters for at least a drive just to see what happens, you know, so. By the way, I have the utmost respect for Sirianni, but after that uh, press conference today, which I'm going to get into on my running backs, but fuck him for that, seriously. Yeah. Well, speaking of, they're the first game to talk about, so we can just jump right in on that. So I'm going to I'm gonna start this off just because I am the Eagles fan, or the, one of the Eagles fans on this uh, podcast. Sorry, Bill, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm not going to talk about the quarterbacks. I'm not going to talk about players. I just want to talk about the Eagles. Uh, that was an ugly game, and as a fan, it was tough to watch, but we did see some bright spots. This defense is still going to be really phenomenal uh, and is going to shut people down late in games, especially it was nice to be in a close game for that reason, to see what our defense can do. They needed like eight yards at one point to keep the game going or get the touchdown. So uh, Eagles continue to be a good team. Do not worry if you have uh, these Eagles players on your team. You're going to be fine in the future except for maybe Joe's people that he's covering. So, Bill, get right into it. All right, let's get into the quarterbacks. Um, One is Jalen Hurts. We're going to go ahead and just, you know, we're going to say he's a start this week for sure. Um, He kind of got off to a rough-ish start, but I'm just going to go with it was game one, new OC. Um, I I think there's, you know, no running back to speak of other than Gainwell, who I'm pretty sure Jalen Hurts knew couldn't be the starting running back. So I'm just going to hope that week one was kind of a fluke. Maybe the Patriots are better than we thought maybe going into the season. And that, that was just all, you know, put that in the past. So go ahead and start him. And then obviously Kirk cousins, it's technically prime time Thursday night. It is on Amazon. So I don't know if that counts as a super prime time game, but never, nevertheless, it's Kirk under the bright lights. So, you know, if there's any chance for him to fold, he like a lawn chair, he's going to do it. So you're going to probably have to play him, but just be cautious. I hope you don't have to, cause it's going to be rough for him. He was looking rough last either. week. Uh, and I probably can't imagine pick somebody else up. Yeah. Eagles deep. So just get to the running backs. He's What's exciting lot. about the running backs in this game? <laughs> Not a whole lot, man. Um, so sorry with the Vikings. I, Madison's going to have better days. He saw the workload that you want to see. It's not the right time to throw him right back in your lineup, though, on a short week with a vicious defense. But, um, I mean, I don't know. After watching the running backs this last week, uh, what other options you would have? So you might very well have to start him. I'm just not happy about it. Uh, Ty Chandler could see a lot of receiving work in this one. I really am excited to see that if we do see him start cooking there. So definitely a guy to to mention, maybe a dude to pick up before 
uh, waivers next week. Uh, and then you get uh, the, the Eagles. So Gainwell out with the rib injury. Um, and then you have Nick Sirianni comes out today and says, Swift will be in the role sometimes where he carries all of the load and sometimes like he was last game. Thanks, Nick. That was so helpful. Thank you so much for that. I, I think with Gainwell missing this game, Swift makes a lot of sense. You can start DeAndre Swift. Uh, the Vikings are not stopping anybody on the ground here. So it's just a risky proposition. So I don't really like the running backs in this game. But it is the only game that has a clear weather forecast. So Can yeah, I be I, honest? Can I be honest? I think you, the time to sell Alexander Madison is now. Like, this is it. Uh, you're probably going to get this game out of him. I would get rid of him after that. I, I I don't like what I saw on Sunday. Don't like what we're probably going to see against the Eagles D-line. And if you can sell him for anything, at least in Dynasty, it's probably time to start thinking about it. Just saying. Yeah, it's unfortunate that, that he's meeting the Eagles week two because after that really lackluster performance week one, then meeting one of the best defenses, or at least run defenses in the league. Obviously, the past defense looked bad with Mac Jones torturing us but uh yeah no i completely agree but i don't think you're selling him before this game which is unfortunate so you're hoping hoping for a better week three let's just put it that way but i will say i do think swift is startable here i think this is all just sirianni being coy he marked all the running backs as running back one then he used gainwell which i mean there was a lot of uh, analysts out there that really knew that gainwell was going to be the guy I didn't believe it personally. Um, I'm happy they're actually finally using him, but like why sign Penny and then have him as a scratch? So I just, Penny was a scratch. Swift was out there. So therefore with Gainwell out, it's got to be Swift probably. But at the same time, we saw this with Sanders last year. You never know what the running backs are going to do. The only good thing is, is the matchup. So, and then Dude, if, just Penny, to- if Penny leads this backfield, I'm dropping every Eagles player, every yeah. Eagles running back. that I It's, have. it's time I'm to, it's, deal with it's it. time for them to trade for Jonathan Taylor. Do it. Rip the bandaid off. I mean, fair enough. But anyway, into the wide receivers. Uh, we're taking way too long on the Thursday game that's probably over by the time you're <laughs> listening to this. Uh, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Jefferson. You know what to do with all three of these. Jefferson's going to uh, have a great game. Uh, Bradbury is out, question mark? But the, yeah. yeah, okay. So Bradbury's out. So Jefferson's going to be going against Slay with a little bit of safety help. Uh, so what this really means to me is that Addison is actually a sneaky flex play. And much to my dismay is clearly... Kirk Cousins, second or third read on plays, including, of course, Hawkinson. Uh, Osmore doesn't have a huge role in this team just yet, uh, or does have a role still, but is just not as big as Addison's. So Addison's looking to break out sooner rather than later. And the way the Eagles were torched, I really do think Addison can have a huge game here. So uh, that's that's my sneaky play for a Thursday night. If you're in any underdog or any things, throw some Addison in there. Jefferson will still get his. A.J. Brown-Smith will be fine as well. So. Eagles win this game, but it's close. Yeah, I'm going to pick Minnesota, but that's just what I do. You got to go, Eagles. I want to see Minnesota nice. do it on them. All right. For, Sorry, Josh. Catch up on these questions real quick. What happened to Jordan? He is taking a coding class this year, so very sparing Jordan usage on the podcast and on the YouTube. So hopefully you like our faces and what we talk about because you're going to be getting a lot of it this season. Uh, George on YouTube asked Tua or Justin Fields. We haven't gotten there yet. The answer Tua. is Tua by a million bajillion fulfillion dollars. He may really be the should QB be one question. this year. Um, to yes, quote the uh, Tua, great ludicrous. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly. Yeah. 
exactly. <laughs> it's Tua. It's Tua, and it's not close. So yes, George, go get Tua if you don't have him, or if you do, you should just be, you know, keep Fields though. We'll get there in a second, but don't don't play him for a while. Okay, on to the first game of Sunday that I have down on my ESPN app, and that is the Raiders versus the Bills. Um, it's in Buffalo. I would suggest heavily not playing Jimmy Garoppolo because the Bills are going to come into this game pissed off, and I think they're going to take it off, uh, take it out on Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, Josh Allen kind of starting to be a shaky start. Weirdly, I mean, he's still probably going to throw for a ton of yards in this game, and I'm hoping this is a get-right game for him. But he really needs to like buckle it the fuck up because he is like over the last. I think I read a stat where it's since the start of 2022. He has thrown 20 interceptions and fumbled like 13 times. That is not good. That is not good at all, especially when you're supposed to be the QB2 of the league. I don't know if he's going to have that for very much longer if he keeps playing like he did on Monday. So hopefully on short rest at home, this is a good get right game against Oakland. So yeah, play him. Yeah, and I did. This was one of the one games I didn't get to watch that is the Vegas uh, Denver game. So I don't know if it was just Denver was really bad or Vegas's defense looked decent. Uh, but seeing the stat lines, it looked like Vegas's defense at least gave it a little bit to uh, the Sean Payton having Broncos at this point. So um, I'm, I, I do think he's going to be fucking pissed and he's going to go hard and he's going to keep throwing those deep balls. And I think Vegas has got a lot of uh, plays to review that shows how, how to take care of those. Just watch three highlights at least. Well, Josh Allen needs to stop wanting to be the hero of the game. Like, that is what gets him in trouble. He throws these dumbass passes that it's like, dude, just play – like, just do the plays like they're supposed to be done. Don't do all this fancy shit and try to be a hero. Dude, you know what the worst thing that ever happened to him was? That 13-second game against Kansas City. Because all no. that's told him now is this is how I'm going to beat the Chiefs, so I have to play this way. Doesn't work. By the way, did you see um, when they were going into overtime on that game and Diggs walked up to him and pointed at his head? And, and I swear to God, he said, play smart when he, he walked right up to Allen and then walked away. And I'm like, oh, shit, here we go again with this. Yeah, we don't need that. For sure. But I'm not going to lie. I forgot, him. I forgot him also tight ends this week, so I needed to be going over tight ends. Uh, don't worry about Thursday game. Goddard, you know, Hurts hopefully knows he's still on the team. He didn't last week. And then Hawkinson's good to go in the first game. Raiders, not a tight end on this roster you can play right now. They Mayor is going to take a while to get going, I think. So don't play anybody on that. And then with the Bills, it looks like Dawson Knox is back, which told you. Kincaid was, Kincaid was still used too. Told you. Okay, well, Sorry. here's the thing, though. You know how bad that offense was? That can't be the offense. It cannot be Dawson Knox. So if they're going to win. It wasn't Dawson Knox's fault Knox. that fucking Josh Allen had to throw 40-yard passes that were stupid. Well, he can't be the play. So if, if if Dawson Knox is on the waiver wire or whatever, just leave him there because he cannot be a focal point of this offense going forward if they're going to succeed. Just can't happen. Either way, the Raiders, they're not going to pressure him near as much as the Jets do. Um, George has got Kenneth Walker or Joshua Kelly if Eckler doesn't play. Um, I'm going to go with Kenneth Walker because we saw him used in the receiving game last week. Uh, gets the Lions, so they're going to be trying to keep pace with that offense the whole time. So I like Kenneth Walker here. I don't think, and I could be very wrong about this, Joshua Kelly's been on this team a long time. If he was going to be the featured guy when someone went down, they would have done it by now. I do think we well, see he, he was when Eckler was out last week. Just saying. Yeah, but it wasn't. I think we see either they try to get Spiller in or we get Elijah Dotson, who looked really good in the preseason. I don't think it's just going to be all Kelly because um, uh, we've seen this with Eckler before. 
I got to disagree personally. They had Spiller as a healthy scratch week one. I would actually go with Josh Kelly there. Dangerous no. game. Yeah. Kenneth Walker, Sharbs isn't ready yet. So, yep. I was just saying between the two, I'd go with the proven guy. That's on fair. that one. Um, running backs in this game. I think the Bills' plan is for Cook to get most of the work, and then Harris comes in in short yardage and then grinds out the clock when they have the lead. Makes a lot of sense for a team that's built like this. We did not get to see a chance to see much of Harris last week because Allen was playing catch with Jordan Whitehead. Uh, the Raiders gave up 4.3 yards per carry last week. Cook looked really good. So, Sark Cook. Harris, honestly, against this defense, could be a sneaky play in daily. Um, and then on the Raiders side, Josh Jacobs got all the work and he gets a way softer matchup here. We just saw Brees Hall kind of eat this defense alive last week. They don't play the exact same game, but I think Jacobs is going to get fed. He has to. So start him. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Wide receiver wise, Allen's accuracy was a problem in week one. Uh, so Gabe Davis at this point should still be staying on benches. Uh, but as Billy said, uh, Allen is going to come out here and be pissed off. But I am sitting Gabe Davis for now. Diggs is in everyone's lineup for good. And I really do think it's worthy to note that Deontay Hardy is the clear number three at this point, uh, which I don't think was a, you know, something that we really knew going in. I mean, doesn't really mean anything at this moment, but just keep an eye on him. Uh, and on the other side of the ball, Adams was out targeted by Jacoby Myers, which was definitely noteworthy, but I believe this was more of a Pat Sertan thing than anything. So do not panic and start Adams with confidence. And I think Myers is an interesting flex as is at this moment. Uh, he's currently the second read. There's no tight end on the field. Basically he takes over the Waller Renfro role, which there we probably should have saw this coming. I feel like we did not at all, but we should have seen this coming as Jacoby Myers is and should have been the Patriots choice for number two. Uh, or for their wide receivers and not Juju, but here we are. Especially because how bad was that hit on Myers last week? I didn't get a chance to see it. I didn't it see it. It was pretty, pretty rough. It was it was a really bad hit. His head hit the ground pretty well. Um, <laughs> it was like basically a blindside hit. Um, I don't know if he's going to be ready for this game. I don't know. That's very okay. good. I do like his role though. It looked like his role was pretty solidified. I just did not get the chance to see that hit. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I did not. I had to choose between the games, and unfortunately, one of those choices was Chicago Green Bay at one point, uh, <laughs> and then it turned into Los Angeles Chargers and Miami, which was a way better choice. Should have chose that in the first place. Sorry, Joe. Should have. You don't need to apologize, guys. Bills win this game. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. On to ravens Bengals. It's in Cincinnati. Uh, look, you're going to play Lamar. You're going to play Burrow at this point. There's no reason not to. And then, obviously, if Mark Andrews is back, you're going to want to play him. If it's Isaiah Likely again, for whatever reason, Mark Andrews has a setback, I would probably go with a different option. If that's the only option you have, then sure, go for it. But I would think there's got to be somebody better. It's not that Likely's bad. It's that I don't trust Lamar. He apparently just loves Mark Andrews. And it seems like he is trying to get the wide receivers more involved, which he – Hasn't in the past. And then on the Bengals side, it's Hayden Hurst as the tight end. So I think he's still good to go. It's hard to take anything of what Joe Burrow did in week one as like, here's how the season's going to go because it was horrible. True enough. On that. All right, running backs. Um, avoid the Ravens situation until further notice. I think Gus is going to be the guy here. But I would not be surprised to see any of these guys take a role. Uh, Melvin Gordon was, has been activated. Keaton Mitchell looked pretty good. I don't see. I don't know if we see him uh, come up on this team here. Um, and I don't know about the Justice Hill thing. I think it's just going to be an RB QB BC, um, and it, which is not ideal here. Um, and then on the Bengals side, Mixon got the workload. 
uh, you would think with them being down so badly, he would have had more receiving work than he did. Uh, but the Ravens are a tough defense, so start start mixing here, but it's not exciting. Like yeah, the, was like the lone bright spot on this team, and it wasn't even that bright. He yeah. really was. Um, I will mention Justice Hill did start the game last week yeah. against Houston, which was kind of confusing for everybody because everybody thought, well, this is Dobbins' workload, and you know it's going to be him all the way. But Justice Hill actually did start, so might be something to the Justice Hill thing. But yeah, it's hard to start it was with like confidence. Eight carries for nine yards, though, so I'm definitely not starting him at this moment. I understand the tentative uh, pickup in deeper leagues or dynasty, of course, if you had the chance to. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, they all had like eight carries. I don't know exactly when that was the Dobbins went down. So he probably was going to lead the backfield, obviously. Uh, but honestly, I think it's, they just mix in Melvin Gordon at this point at the moment. And then it's just the three of them and it's three at a backfield. Houston, Houston is sneaky, good defense. So I feel like yeah. people don't trust them or believe in them. Yeah, they never do. Um, wide receiver wise, uh, Bateman actually looked pretty sharp in week one and made two at least phenomenal catches. Uh, and I believe at least one of them was underthrown, probably the second one too. Lamar looked really bad. Uh, but this is clearly Zay Flower season until Andrews is fully healthy. Uh, we may readjust here to see how this looks, but uh, I think you start Zay Flowers until further notice at the moment, uh, even with Andrews' potential return um, in this game, especially because I know Cleveland did do a whole lot against Cincinnati through the air, but it can be done. Um, and once again, Odell is still nothing but a best ball player at best. I hope you guys knew that before you went into week one. Um, as for Cincinnati, Burrow's going to figure it out sooner rather than later. Uh, I prefer this week. Uh, and those who got that zero for Higgins last week, that hurts. I'm sorry, but you have to start him. You know, you, you know, you, if you don't, he's going to get 30 on your bench. Say you have options out there. Um, eight targets for Higgins, nine targets for Chase in week one. And those targets will stay the same all year, if not continue to extrapolate. So Fortune on trades for YouTube before this weekend. Fortune football on YouTube said it's just can Bateman stay healthy and yes, that is. it's a great question. We don't know. Yeah, it's just that that's all that his whole entire season is going to depend on is can he stay healthy for fifteen games? I mean, you just you get your value back, which hopefully you got him for basically free. So that would be so crazy because Minnesota he was fine. No health yeah. issues. Very, Blame the field. Very weird. Blame the field. Blame the field. Yeah, it's hard not to. Um, <laughs> got the Bengals winning, but I don't feel great about it. I got the Bengals winning. Um, I know Burrow looked bad, but I think Lamar actually looked worse, uh, fundamental-wise. <laughs> Ish. I don't know. That was the worst game I've ever seen from Burrow. That... Yeah, it was bad. But I, like I feel like he gets I think he gets right. It's a, it's a coming back from injury thing too. Giving I can't blame you, Joe, especially because when Mark Andrews is there, it's hard. That offense does cook. But look, when what's his name from uh, Georgia got there, they Todd Munkin. They said this was going to be a high flying offense. And all of a sudden it's not high flying at all. It's exactly what we've been expecting for the last five years. Like I, I, just so frustrating. Um, I just screw Lamar. Quan's where it's at. He's got that team. Before we get to the yes. next game, Carlos on YouTube says, should I put Christian Watson on IR and pick up Romeo Dubs? And it is yes. Although Dubs is questionable this week. So I hope that that does not remain throughout the, you know, the whole weekend and hopefully he is available to play. But if he's available, seems like Jordan Love likes him. So yeah. I would go ahead and definitely use Romeo Dubs. Dubs has been his boo-boo blanket. All season or all preseason too, so it just kind of continued. So as long as he's healthy, yeah. I was gonna him. say, uh, Fortune Football. I was thinking the same thing. Is Watson on IR? He's actually technically questionable. no, no. 
put hit put him on I. It's a, he said, should I put him on IR and pick up Dubs? And yeah, he's not on IR. He Watson might be back this week. Okay. So that that's still all right. Okay, next game: Jags versus the Chiefs. We are in Jacksonville this weekend. Uh, both the quarterbacks are good to go. Trevor Lawrence, good to go. Hopefully he's out for revenge this year. That would be nice. And then, obviously, you're going to start Mahomes. Finally, the Lord and Savior of the tight end position. Kelsey's back, which is very exciting. And then Evan Ingram, he wasn't spectacular in week one, but then again, not a lot of tight ends were spectacular in week one. I don't love the pecking order for them, which I'll let Josh get to when he gets to wide receivers, but doesn't seem like he's second like he was last year. It seems like he might be third. Um, which isn't great, but I don't know. We'll I'll let Josh get into the rest of that. Spoilers. Down there. Um, guys, the running backs and the Chiefs, I think they're officially worse than Belichick uh, at this point. Uh, Pacheco, he's coming off the injury. He should see more carries in this one, but he saw eight carries last week, and I really don't feel comfortable there. The four receptions were promising because we didn't see a whole lot of that from Pacheco last year. Um, but then we got Hilaire getting seven touches. Now he does have the illness, so if he's out, I'd be more comfortable with Pacheco. And then you got McKinnon, who got no carries and only targets. Um, starting any of these guys is kind of a wild proposition. Um, and the Jags Rundy was pretty solid last week. So I would view Pacheco as kind of a mid-range RB2 this week, but absolutely nothing more. If Hilaire misses time, then you can move him up. And then for Jacksonville, at the end of the moon, 80% of the snaps, 23 touches. He is a must start. We just saw Montgomery and Gibbs tear this defense up. It is worthy to note Bigsby did steal a touchdown from him, and he might be one of the smallest guys on the team. So it's pretty nice to see. Well, I guess he's not that small. My bad. I'm thinking of the other tank. We'll get into him later. Yeah, Tank Dell. Uh, tank Dell. I'm thinking of the 5'8 Tank Dell uh, right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, he did steal a touchdown on the goal line. So I don't know if that's something to be monitor but with etienne getting the full workload you're still starting um and into the wide receivers kirk was the surprising left man out on the offensive scheme in week one uh and clearly calvin ridley is the favorite uh so somehow zay jones role didn't change at all uh you're definitely starting ridley obviously i think you're very clear if you can try to trade for him after a hopefully a low week one of these weeks do it because i have a feeling this is going to happen over and over and over again uh, if you're feeling lucky, start Kirk. Um, because honestly, I think he could still be a sneaky play against the Chiefs, who are they're probably it's probably gonna be a shootout. They're probably gonna have to. Mahomes is coming out pissed as well. Uh, so we're gonna have some some shootout here potential. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just it's really just Calvin Ridley, and somehow you could actually put Zay Jones in a lineup. I think for DFS especially, uh, could be a fun extra there. So, and I don't know what I need to tell you about the Chiefs wide receivers. But until we see it two weeks in a row, which I just want to clarify here, resets right now. So we need – I'm not starting a Chiefs wide receiver until week four at this point. That isn't named Travis Kelsey. Uh, you're sitting them all. They're all great DFS plays because literally any of the five of them could go catch a touchdown. But nobody can confidently tell you who any of those people might be. The only person I think that might be this week is Kadarius Tony because of the way Mahomes tried to prop him up after – last week and the fact that he deleted his social media uh just it's just hilarious personally but yeah no do not start a chiefs wide receiver just don't be that guy do not see the zero or the four or the three on your lineup so yeah it's what sucks is like idea though off of that josh what i'm just gonna put this one in there that's fair justin watson is probably the guy justin watson is smart justin watson looks like a tight end so he actually could catch something um 
yeah, I Sky Moore ran the most routes. Kadarius Tony didn't run that many routes, but got the most targets. Sky Moore didn't get any targets. That whole thing's a mess. And by the way, two wide receiver sets for the Jaguars. It's Ridley on one side and it's Jones on another. That should tell you all you need to know. But man, did they massively overpay fucking Christian Kirk now? Like that contract is an albatross at this point because you paid him $81 million, fucked the entire wide receiver market just to have him not as one of your starters. That's devastating, I'm sure, for. Doesn't make any sense. Not for good idea for Christian Kirk, for people that, you know, bought into the contract hype. And yes, Fortune Football, Tank Bigsby did have a touchdown. On Didn't Sunday. do much else, but he did have a touchdown. Nope. That seems like that's going to be his role as those very, very short yardage things. Um, I, I think wanna, it's going to be the Jaguars, but I don't love saying it out loud. I am picking the Jaguars if Travis Kelsey is out because I do not think I think the Chiefs are a regular football team without Travis Kelsey, which I said all off season, and I will continue I think to say if he's in there. No, no, it's Travis Kelsey. He's the game changer. I'm just on the team. Sunshine Train, so. I think it's going to be the Jags. I think they exact revenge. They didn't look great against the Colts week one, but I don't know. I think this might be a game where they actually show out a little bit. Does anyone ever look good against the Colts? I know. I know I'm taking Speaking some of, time here, but I feel the, like the uh, Colts real, make everyone play down to them. Before we get into this, the real Josh Allen looked great week one as well. So uh, Sure did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fortune says Jags said, let's screw everyone with that. Yep, they sure did. And they sure did because that's exactly what happened. All right. On to the Chargers versus the Titans. Uh, Justin Herbert, confidently start him. He is all good to go. Uh, Gerald Everett, not a great week one, but still a guy I think you should put in there if you need a tight end because there's not really that many good options. Um, the Titans do not start Ryan Tannehill. This might be a good week for him to get back, but there's got to be a better option than to just hope for the best with uh, Ryan Tannehill. And then Chig, I don't know. Every, every piece of the math says you should start him, but then he's not startable. He doesn't get even a target in week one. So, yikes. He's a free agent in like every league at this point too. Probably needs to be. Yeah, it's rough. He'll be back. Um, hope so. Ty, Ty J Spears played more snaps than Derrick Henry. Oh my god, does anyone want to elaborate on what he did with those? He had three carries for 27 yards, one catch on four targets. Derrick Henry is fine and should see a bounce back game in this one where points will need to be scored against the Chargers. And then on the Chargers side, with the, we got to see what happens with Eckler's injury. Um, we're going to see a lot of Joshua Kelly if he does miss time. Kelly was one of the more interesting developments from last week, and I think he can be started as a flex if Eckler is out. I just don't fully trust it, and the Titans are a pretty tough matchup against the run here. So, yeah, flex if, if I'm being honest with you, every I would I would sit running backs against the Tennessee Titans all year unless you have a superstar, which is Eckler. So... If Eckler yeah, plays, if Eckler yeah, you're, plays starting. you're starting him. Up. Josh Kelly did have the only reason I said Josh Kelly earlier uh, was just because the fact that uh, for one I forgot they're playing Tennessee, and number two is the fact that he literally played the Eckler role underneath, like he did the exact same thing Eckler would do, especially like when he went down with the ankle injury, and it just looked like a full game. So uh, into the wide receivers for as much of a shootout as the Dolphins Chargers game was, it did not look like it for the uh, Chargers receivers. 
Uh, the good news here is the Titans pass defense let Carr throw all over him. So I, I think you're firing up Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. And for the love of God, do not drop Quentin Johnson just yet. I feel like that last game was a bit of a fluke. Uh, it was obviously an Eckler heavy game, but for a game like this without Eckler, Quentin Johnson could actually be started in a, in a pinch. Uh, and then Hopkins is the alone startable receiver for Tennessee. And that's just barely, um, ironically Burks was out targeted by Westbrook Akine, but, uh, let's see it again from Westbrook before anyone starts him. Uh, and also Burks should not be dropped. I think that he's in for a bounce back week against the Chargers secondary that got burnt by Hill and Waddle all day. Um, and I believe that, uh, Hopkins will be seeing the worst coverage on that one. So it's with Asante Samuel. So I think Burks should have a pretty decent game here and I would actually be flexing him if possible. So Chargers win clearly. I think the Chargers win, but it is close. We go Titans. I like it, Joe. All right. We have a couple questions that we're going to get to from the chat. Philly, Mike, OG help my super flex. My QBs are Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy G, Bryce Young, and Josh Dobbs. What do I do? And my running backs are Dobbins, Kamara, Jonathan Taylor, Khalil Herbert, AJ Dillon, Zach Moss, Wide receivers are Tariq Hill, Devontae Smith, Brian, Brian man, Brandon Ayuk, Christian Dynasty? Watson, Puka Nakua, and Jackson Smith. I'm guessing Dynasty, and I'm guessing you're probably going to have to try to trade Jonathan Taylor, basically. Yeah, but then Dude. he's got Dobbins that's now out for the season, so Kamara doesn't come if back. This is a Dynasty. I would try to package like. Jimmy G and probably Kamara have to get Hill for a running. Probably back. have to get Hill. You're probably gonna have to get Hill out of there. And get no, you, no, you can't. That's your only hope. That's your only hope. Completely disagree. Yeah, but Devontae Smith, Rodgers might never play again. Uh, Jimmy G's bad. Bryce Young's gonna take a while. Doesn't have a running back. Do you have any picks next year? I wouldn't blow up There's this too team. Many questions here. Yeah, there, I, I would do Kamara and AJ Dillon and. I don't don't want to touch the wide receivers, though. I want to keep the wide receivers. If this is a dynasty, I don't want to fuck with those. Probably Um, just roll with the quarterbacks and try to get a running back. Yeah. That's that's probably the way to go. I would try to move A.J. Dillon because he ain't shit and he's got a big name. Yeah. Hopefully he has a good week this week with Aaron Jones out. All right. Draco Juice says on YouTube, should I trade Lamar and D-Hop for Patty... PPR 12 team. I have yes. Reek, D Hop, Ayuk, DJ Moore, Drake London. And the answer is yes. You should. I would not do that. Well, okay. I don't, I'd I rather don't have Lamar and D Hop than I would Patty Mahomes. Sorry. For sure. Okay. Well, you have two yeses and one no. Go with that as you want, Draco. And no, All right, Philly absolutely says, not, Mike. I have a trade offer right now Kirk and Najee Harris for. Devontae Smith and Brandon Ayuk. No, nope, you can, no, you can, you can do not. better. You can do better than that. Don't push back a little bit on that one because you can do better. And then Fortune Football says all the Chargers. QJ overrated as a Chargers fan. I've been saying this. Well, we have a Mike Will overrated on this. We have QJ overrated. Apparently, just the Chargers are just all overrated. That's how are you going to overrate QJ? Who's going to be your future? Uh, you're going to have to take that one back eventually, bud. <laughs> well, we need to pin that. Pin that one. All right, on to the next game. It is Green Bay Packers versus the Falcons. Uh, I'll start with the Falcons because you're not starting uh, Ritter and you're never going to start him ever. I'm just blanket statement for whole season. You're never starting Ritter ever. Kyle Pitts, on the other hand, there's like a 50-50 chance. He is a touchdown-dependent 
tight end at this point. And until they get a quarterback, that's probably all he's going to be. On the Packers side, Jordan Love, surprisingly good. Can't tell if the Bears are bad or Jordan Love's good. We're going to start with Jordan Love good, not that the Bears are that bad. So Jordan Love is startable this week against the Falcons. This is a good test. Falcons have a strong D. And then Packers uh, tight ends, go for it if you feel like it. Musgrave was just okay in week one. Uh, But then again, you know, I think he's going to be a TD dependent guy as well. I actually got to disagree with you. I actually, I need to disagree with you real quick, Bill. I actually think Pitts is going to be a play these next couple weeks because Ritter's going to have to throw the ball. And I don't think he can throw the ball deep enough to to throw the ball. He's going to have to. I mean, in a game like this, I really think that he's not good at it. So, no, I mean, I agree with you on that. I'm just saying if someone's going to be able to catch the ball that isn't a running back, sorry, Joe, for stepping on your toes here. It's gonna have to be Pitts because Pitts is the biggest body there. So yes, or you can get Drake London involved. Good luck. Don't, go pick up Drake London. He's out there, please. Why would he be? I out just there? saw the comment. Oh my god! Philly Mike said he dropped Drake London for Puka. Philly Mike, as an Eagles Drop fan, J.K. Myself, Dobbins, as, man, as a lifelong uh, fan, yes, get rid of J.K. Dobbins. Go get Drake London back. He's going to be more in the future. Need. Oh, it's redraft. Oh, well, that changes everything. Well, ditch A-Rod and ditch Dobbins. They're obviously out for the season. See what you can build in the waiver wire, because I'm sure that's probably all you can do. Trade Puka. Everyone's yeah, on his nuts right now. I was going to say, honestly, especially after if he blows up this week, too, everyone's going to think he's the next Justin Jefferson. Puka might be your, uh, your ticket to get yourself a running back. Go counter counter that trade with like Puka for Najee and just be like, no, dude, give me a running back. I'll give you wide receiver. Fair enough. Okay. Continue on. Running backs, Joe. You want running backs? Okay. Yeah. Um, so your uh, overall RB1, Aaron Jones, uh, hurt his hamstring in the third corner against the Bears. He was celebrating the slaughter on the sideline. I think he's fine. He didn't seem shaken up at all. Watch the practice reports, but you are absolutely starting him if he plays. I do like the Falcons' defense this year. Um, they got a little bit beat up against the run, but I think they're going to be pretty tough by the end of the year. A.J. Dillon, everyone's favorite quadzilla man, had 13 carries for 19 yards against an absolute turntable of a defense in the Chicago Bears, so he's nowhere near your lineup. Um, don't, don't even think about A.J. Dillon this week. Even if Aaron Jones misses, I'm not pulling the trigger on it. Uh, as for the Falcons, Bijan is your starter. He played the majority of the time. Algier came in later in the game and was used more as a clock grinder and the goal line back. It is concerning that Algier took those away from Bijan, but I would not feel comfortable starting Algier this week as I do not see them running up the score. So Bijan's your guy here. I would try to trade I, Tyler Algier. I saw that the opposite, Joe. It was Tyler Algier was the main running back, and then Bijan came in at the goal line. So yeah. it's going to be kind of tough. I hate Algier to say didn't it. get like consistent carries until the end of the game, though. It was he—he uh, he, he was right off the bat. He was getting the carries. Yeah, he got him right off the bat, and then he just kind of. It's a complete. It's a game. complete split. I hate to say this. You can play both, which is fine. It's just mm-hmm. neither one is going to have RB like you know top RB overall one upside this whole season. But both are going to be playable. Both are going to be Tyler Algier top right 10. now. 
I would trade him too because you're probably not going to get this kind of value again. But I, at the same time, you're going to be able to start both of them this whole season. They want to run the ball and they want both of them to run it. So, and they're both catching passes out of the backfield. So, yeah, it's it's going to be pretty much a split workload. Bijan's obviously going to be the the higher scorer though over the time. So, yeah. Still both playable. Sorry, Joe. Uh, anyway, back to uh, some receivers here. Uh, Love actually spread the ball around pretty evenly in week one. Uh, Dubs did get the red zone targets, uh, so I think you're definitely looking at him the most. Uh, Jaden Reed also looked pretty solid, though. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting how this workload gets spread around when Watson is back. If Watson's out, I think both Dubs and Reed are both great flex plays and could make for great DFS starts because their value probably won't go up much with Watson you know, hanging around with that questionable tag. Uh, so really if Watson starts though, I'm pretty sure you only start Watson at this point. Um, and I, I think you see how the targets shake out from there because I have a feeling he's the number one on the team. I don't think he's the best though. So, and then there's Atlanta and Ritter's favorite receiver is the running backs, which we talked about already. So London, if you're fucking feeling it, but Jared's in here shut down more and we'll, this seems likely again. And I just want to clarify here. No, Matt Collins is not the guy for those who's wondering he is a speculative ad at best for the moment. Do not sit there and start Matt Collins this week. I just don't want you to do that to yourself. Please don't. But his arms are so big. He, he I do actually always team. liked Matt Collins. I just, I, and I saw him out there and I was like, who is this? And I was like, it's fucking Matt Collins again. Like we're really doing this again. Every, every fucking year on a different team. Packers win. Oh yeah. Packers no, win. I, I think so too. Atlanta can't actually get a pass game going and green Bay should have some stuff. Fortune football says, what do y'all think about the Packers tight ends and dynasty? Is it worth trying to trade for Musgrave? I honestly think yes. I mean, Rogers barely kind of sometimes used uh, tight ends, but Jordan loves a whole new, a whole new cat. So he might be better. And Musgrave does look really good on the team. So it might not, you know, I was going to say, it's probably not this year yet. But I feel like next year, like Musgrave could actually have a huge role uh, or late in the year this year. I mean, usually tight ends, rookie tight ends don't usually shake out like they did last year. So I think, don't expect I think he could have some value this year, though, because, I mean, they really didn't have to use him against Chicago. And then, you know, this week he's going to have Troy Anderson if he does play against him. So I don't expect a huge game from him. But moving forward, Musgrave's the guy. Uh, Rouge. Football. Mac, Mac Collins is not the GOAT. And Rouge Roo, what's up? Oh, Rue Guru. Sorry, we went over this like 17 times now. We sure did. All right. Seattle versus the Lions. Uh, Seattle, you are probably going to give Geno Smith another chance. That was a rough game against the Rams in week one. Worth monitoring how bad that game was, to be honest. Um, and then Will Disley was the top tight end on the team. Don't start a tight end from that team. Fant, nobody on the team. Colby Parkin, nobody on that team. Don't start any of them. Um, all right. Lions do start Laporta. I actually kind of liked a lot of what I saw from Laporta. I think he could be one of our big tight end guys this year. And for DFS, I mean, he's going to be a play every week. I don't think they're going to give him a very good uh, price point. And then Jared Goff is a start. I mean, he look, he's going to be one of the top 10 quarterbacks this year. He was last year, and I think he's going to continue it. Seems like um, their OC really enjoys using Goff in weird ways as far as like the passing. And although it was kind of weird in week one against the Chiefs, I think it was just a little rust. And now we're going to finally get going um, as this week goes on. I think this is a good chance for them. Completely agree. Agree too. So Kenneth Walker, uh, he got that work last week. It was actually active in the passing game. Four receptions for three yards, which is just the craziest stat I think I've ever seen. 
I do like Walker this week, though. The Seahawks are going to have to keep pace, and we didn't really see too much Charbonnet. So I'm not too worried about it. Sar Walker. Uh, the fun one of the week is hashtag free Jameer. Montgomery was solid. He was a very solid, one-dimensional, old, boring veteran running back. But it was very effective, and if scrubs like Cam Akers can score on the Seahawks, I guess Monty will too. It became evident midway through Thursday night that the public saw how incredible Jameer Gibbs looks. So Dan Campbell can be as stubborn as he wants. He will have no choice but to get Gibbs more touches. I'm going to go right back to the well and start Gibbs as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sounds, sounds good. All right, we're just going to leave that up there. Uh, all right, so <laughs> now, according to Chris Collinsworth, the Lions defense is just terrible. But according to me, he is wrong. I just want to get that out of the way. The entire Thursday night broadcast was talked about how uh, the Lions defense has been so bad last year, even though it wasn't. Uh, that people just think of the Detroit Lions in the past, basically. So I actually do think, Go- uh, sorry, not Goff, uh, Gino is going to have a little bit of difficulties here, but you're still starting DK Metcalf on the wide receivers, as you can, as you can see, and every week he can hit on any play. Uh, at the moment, Lockett and JSN are riding the bench for me. Uh, although if you do have a little bit more faith in me, Lockett can warrant a start, but I am sitting him currently. Uh, and for Detroit, I can understand what people may think. And while worth a speculative ad, Josh Reynolds uh, should not be starting in your lineups unless you are super desperate and lost Cooper Cup and all the other wide receivers that have been injured this year. Uh, Amon, on the other hand, let him cook every single game. And as per every game preview this year, he is in your starting lineup. Jason did get five targets week one, which was like, okay, okay. But they didn't do much for him because Gino was way off, but it was kind of cool to see that at least. I just, I need to see it before I can do it. And I, I honestly, the, with the, the way that Detroit lions shut down the chiefs receivers and albeit not as good receivers as the Seahawks core. Um, I really think this is going to be a little bit more difficult. DK is probably going to be the one that feasts the most just because of the big body nature of him. For sure. All right. Um, lions. Yes. Okay. It's in Detroit. I so just I can't get Gino that. yelling oh shit out of my brain. That, yeah, that was hilarious. I think this is very much a Detroit game to lose uh, because that's what they do sometimes. For sure. All right. Yeah, a few comments. Fantasy 101 says Tyler Alligator and Amari Cooper for Cup. I got JJ Adams and St. Brown for my wide receivers. I would probably do that, honestly. I mean, even if Cup comes back and is like 100%. I still think Amari Cooper is probably getting you at least some of that value back. And then Tyler Algier, if he's what me and Josh thinks he's going to be this season, is going to be at least a startable running back, maybe an RB2 for most of the season. I think that's not a bad trade. Agreed. Yeah. No, I'm really getting rid of Cup anywhere I got the chance to. If if anyone's trying to trade you for Cup, I'm getting rid of It's a hamstring, guys. Like, that's not a, it's not like after four weeks, he's just going to be good to go. Like, Hamstrings are not very good, right? Uh, and especially it's for second one this year, too. I know. So it's kind of it's kind of <laughs> devastating, honestly. All right, Greek Freak on Twitch says, "If I'm if I'm going to trade Jahan Dotson, what should I try and get? Thought maybe Zay Jones. Um, it's not terrible, but I think I'd rather have Dotson over Zay Jones because yeah, Kirk is I still think, lingering about. I don't think, I think this I is a great to trade Dotson. Yeah, I think I would. I would hold on to him. I would wait. Yeah, until he gets like a couple more good games under his belt. I mean, week one, he wasn't great, but that's also Sam Howell is kind of it's going to take him a minute to get used to the whole NFL pro football thing. So I would hold on to Dotson for now, because 
Although Zay Jones is pretty good value back, I still think you could probably get something bigger if you waited a little bit longer. Um, all right. And then Ventro says, I have Sutton, Flowers, and Devontae Smith as my only wide receivers, and James Conner and Josh Jacobs as my running backs. Should I trade a wide receiver, and which one? Who should I target for a wide receiver, too? Hmm. That's tough. I mean, I guess you'd move Sutton. I don't know I what you, exactly you would get back for Sutton. I that that would be the tough part. You, I think you might have to wait because if you can't trade Devonta Smith, that's clearly your best guy. And then Flowers, I think, is you know has a very ascending role. I don't know. I don't know about that one. What do you guys think? Do you think there's like a package of James Conner and Sutton and get her a running back back, but also a wide receiver? Yeah, I would I would definitely try to package someone and make sure you don't touch Devontae Smith or Flowers, honestly. Those are the two that should stay on your yeah. team. And then obviously you're not getting rid of Jacobs. So maybe like Connor and Sutton for Najee and whatever wide receiver he has. That's like a meh kind of thing. Because after after last week, I think everyone's trying to sell Najee right now. And I personally think that's wrong. You could totally flip right. Connor and Sutton for a Higgins and like uh a... A chain or if somebody, something. If somebody will trade you <laughs> Higgins right now. Like, bro, yeah, people are so down on him. Higgins, man. I don't, I don't even understand. They're like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. I'm like, oh my god, dude, it's one week. All right, we'll do two more, and then we'll get back to these previews. Parker says, should I start Herbert or Fields? It's Herbert, right? Unanimously. Uh, I would start Khalil Herbert over Justin Fields. Yes. Yep, that sounds about right. Fortune says Jeez. AR fifteen or Joe Burrow this week. Uh, don't don't give up on Burrow. It's too early. Uh, yeah, I, AR fifteen is exciting. Burrow. He had a fun game. It's Burrow. I, I would stick with that. Okay, back to the game previews because we need to muscle through these. All right, Indianapolis Colts versus the Houston Texans. And Joe, um, it's pay up time, uh, Mister Michael Pittman. You got any fireball near you? Oh yeah, you got do. A whiskey. So those who weren't here last week, uh, we bet that Michael Pittman will score more points than Michael Thomas. And while it was close, I still won the bet. So I'm shocked that you won that one. Good. I, I really am. But and again, I knew Michael Thomas was maybe going to have a game. All right. Anthony Richardson, you are starting. Don't worry. I, I think he's only going to get better as these weeks go on. I do like the rookie versus rookie matchup here that we have this week. So that's going to be kind of exciting. And then uh, Jelani Woods. No. Uh, no tight end for the Colts at all. Not yet, anyway. And then as far as the Texans go, no, don't start Stroud. Unless you're in super flex and desperate, don't start him. And then Dalton Schultz, eh, eh. I, I wouldn't, but, I mean, you probably might have to. Um, stop talking right would. after you start talking smelly, this man. game. That's smelly, <laughs> it's a, it's, a, like it. it's a bad matchup for these these guys, so. Yeah. So Houston, uh, the defense was pretty solid yardage wise last week against running backs, but they did allow three rushing scores. Indy was absolutely atrocious on the ground last week. Uh, Deion Jackson, Jake Funk, they just put Evan Hall on IR. And Zach Moss is apparently coming back. Um, the first three, I mean, I guess if Moss misses, then daily Jake Funk would be a really fun play. <laughs> but. I'm not trusting Deion Jackson. Uh, Zach Moss, if he does play, would be the start here, but I really don't trust starting any of these guys until we see more. Damian Pierce should see a better week this week, uh, especially after Etienne and Bigsby really had their way uh, last week with this defense. Uh, The interesting note here is Mike Boone. 
he seems to be the receiving back in this offense, so it might be worth a roster spot in deep leagues at this point. They had he had four targets and Pierce had three. It's Pierce's backfield. It's not Singletary's backfield either. Nobody could get off the ground because the Ravens rush D is phenomenal and it's going to be all year. So be scared to start running backs against them. Um, but as for as for wide receivers, and it's you know already kind of preemptively did this little victory lap. But Michael Pittman is exactly what. I and two other people on Twitter thought he was the only wide receiver on a team that is going to be forced to throw at some point or another. Um, nine catches on 11 targets. Pittman should be in uh, all lineups at this point against a defense that let Zay Flowers run wild on him last week. Uh, not quite worth a start yet, but Josh Downs is sneaking in to take Alec Pierce's role. Four more targets on nine less snaps. So Josh Downs is also going to have a role on this team. Uh, we want to see Anthony Richardson become a real quarterback before we're starting two wide receivers on the team, though. And on the other side, Houston has two clear wide receivers that they like. Nico Collins, who we all could have assumed, and 45-year-old Bobby Trees is back again. Uh, Collins should be in all lineups if you have a spot for him. And Robert Woods is one of those guys to keep an eye on in deep leagues if this actually is a thing. You're not starting him just yet, but if this continues, you're going to have to think about it. Uh, DFS is super fun, too. I will say Domeco Ryans did say take Dell. We'll see more snaps in week two. So we got to keep an eye on the little guy against Indy as well. So that'd be fun. Um, I have Indy win in this one. Um, I actually got Houston. I have a feeling that Pierce gets cooking and breaks off a big one like he did last year in a couple of these games where it's just like a really close nine to six game for a while. And then Houston takes over. I don't think Stroud looks great, but you know. I'm just happy to see the rookies play each other. It should be a fun game to watch. So I'm going to go Indy because Anthony Richardson's that dude. Heard that. All right. Hey, Houston's defense wins this game, really. AJ on YouTube says, would you trade Josh Allen and Amari Cooper for Justin Fields and C.D. Lamb? And I would not do that. Don't trust Justin Fields yet. Can't do it. I would absolutely do that, AJ. Josh, you're the tiebreaker. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I, I think you just hold on to that until we see Justin Fields play football. That's going mean, to be fantastic. He's going to be the uh, best player in this deal here. I think over the season, Justin Fields is going to be better. For the um, audio so. audience, Josh did just was making a big decision. It wasn't what you thought it was by the sounds he made. I took a shit, 100%. It didn't sound pleasant. All right. Fortune, by the way, says, did I miss Joey Porter talk? Josh knows that's my Not guy. yet. Not yet. We'll get there. Fair enough. All right. On to the Bears. Joe's Bears versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We are in Tampa Bay this week, folks. And it's time Joe for Bay. our guest performer. Where's he at, Joe? Bring him out. <laughs> the Bears trash can is back. Um, oh, I will it. I will let Joe fully get into that during his running backs. But as far as quarterbacks go, you're playing Justin Fields. I still think you're playing Cole Komet. Don't, I, I still think week one was a, a bit of a mirage, but who knows? And then the Buccaneers side, Cade Otten is a good play. Baker seems to like him. And then Baker actually this week, I think he is a good play. Probably not the whole season, but it'll be a week to week deal. Who is supposed to be better this year? And then is it, huh? <laughs> Who's a bad boy? It's the Chicago trash cans. 
I would let our special guests talk you through the running backs, but uh, I'm just going to run you through them real quick here. Tampa Bay allowed 2.4 rush yards per rush to a woeful Vikings rushing attack last Sunday. The Bears line was absolutely trying to get Justin Fields killed on passing plays, but was kind of okay on run blocking, honestly. And I know that Roshan balled out, but it it really wasn't until the end of the game, and it was basically out of hand. So I think we see Roshan get more involved and more step into a future role as the season progresses, but that is not happening this week. Khalil Herbert is a start here. It's a very tough start. Um, the cool thing about Herbert that I saw that was kind of neat is Fields is trying to progress more, and he's determined to check down the ball and not scramble. So Herbert had a lot of those nice catches. We should have seen more of those had the game not gotten out of hand on that one. So I like Herbert. Uh, Rashad White handled 73% of the snaps in week one, and then Tucker and Edmonds split the rest. Uh, White is pretty much a must-start against these Bears. It's not going to be pretty. Uh, I think it's a closer game, but Rashad White is going to run all over the Chicago Bears, and they still have a lot to fix. So, so are you going to talk about Roshan Johnson, who had an uh, equal amount of targets in the past yeah, game sure. than Herbert did? Oh, he did? Yeah. It was at oh, the okay. end of the game, and he looked I, awesome. So I was I actually gets... wondering that. I didn't catch the end of the game because it was bad, and I turned it off, uh, but I wasn't sure if he like it was just the end of the game. All right, anyway. On to wide receivers. Uh, the leading receiver for the Chicago Bears was, wait, Darnell Mooney? It's a really weird way to spell DJ Moore. Um, well, DJ Moore was clearly covered. Take your uh, victory well, lap. By Jerry Alexander. And Darnell Mooney caught the lone Justin Fields touchdown. And I just want to let you guys know, this is not a fluke. I, I've been talking about Darnell Mooney even since last year and the year before and the year before that. Go pick up Darnell Mooney. He is pretty much free in every league. Put him at the end of your bench stash when you have to throw whoever you have on the IR because I'm sure there's plenty of them at the moment. Uh, DJ Moore should also have a bounce-back performance this week, uh, so don't panic just yet there. I just had to do a little victory lap. Um, and although Baker did throw a bunch of uh, passes to a bunch of practice squad guys in the first game, his clear favorite is the big body, Mike Evans, which shouldn't have been a surprise. But it did appear that Godwin is his safety blanket. Uh, and against yet another bad defense, you should see plenty of targets for both of those two and are both still complete for sure starts. So start them both. Don't be too worried just yet. And Trey Palmer, we all were wondering who was going to be Baker's like wacky wide receiver that he throws to. It's Trey Palmer. That's the other guy that's always going to be one throw some random passes to um, the, the bears are going to win this game. Look, Baker's been losing these games since he got in the NFL, the ones that he's supposed to win convincingly. So this has bears written all over it. Bucks all day. I'm actually going to choose the bears here as well. I think they bounce back. I think it's a like 300 yards rushing game for Justin Fields. No, I'm just kidding. No, I think he so actually it, gets a little bit more time in the pocket. The, the bucks were not like, I mean, sure. They got Kirk cousins, but that line is just trash. So um, as bad as the Fields bears are Baker loves losing games like this. Yeah, that's fine. I actually do. I, I actually think, do think the bears win this game and put it together like relatively nicely. There'll be some, I just think you're things. underestimating how shitty this football team is. So. <laughs> uh, I just well, feel like I, getting to Kirk cousins wasn't hard because Kirk cousins is like a fucking statue and can't move. Justin Fields can get out of the box and he, the way he has been looking at those check downs, he really didn't play a bad game. Green Bay just fucked you guys up. If I'm being honest. Yeah. No, he played a good first half. The second half, he was trying to play the hero thing. Like he tried yeah. to do his first two seasons and it just didn't work out. So I do think brighter days are ahead for fields, but until the bears show me anything, I'm picking them to lose every single week. It's fair. Fun. All right. On yeah. to the giants versus the Cardinals. We are in Arizona this week. 
as far as the Cardinals go, you're not starting Dobbs. You are starting Ertz. You are starting Daniel Jones, but you are not starting Darren Waller, who effed up his hamstring again. It's the same hamstring that kept him out every week in Oakland or shit, Las Vegas. And look, I mean, here we go again with Darren Waller. It's probably going to be a similar thing, but there's no tight end to start on that team either. But that, that that's where we're at. And real quick, before you get into the running backs, I just want to go ahead and get into it. There aren't any receivers on either of these teams that you're going to start in any fantasy football lineup ever. <laughs> Uh, until further yep. notice. So just wanted to get yeah, that out of the way. This is my easiest game review. Yeah. This will be pretty easy, too. Uh, Saquon's going to absolutely feast. Um, out of nowhere, the Cardinals defense kind of looked legit last week, but the Giants are going to be playing pissed, and Saquon is going to get fed. So start Saquon, obviously. Bell Cow Connor actually looked pretty good last week. Uh, Washington has a really tough front seven, but he he looked okay. Assuming they keep feeding him, he should be just fine. So start him as well. That was pretty easy. For sure. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot we had to pick a winner. Um, Giants, I guess. Giants. Arizona. Yeah. Arizona, 100%. I skipped past it so much because it was like these two teams don't even feel relevant to me, so I didn't even think to pick a the winner. running backs are. That's true. Good point. Um, yeah. See, there is teams that the running backs matter. All you NFL owners out there. All right. <laughs> On to the 49ers versus the Rams. Uh, quarterback Purdy is that guy. He's not going to get you 40 points in a game, but he's also not going to get you lower than like 17 points in a game. He's always going to live in that range of like 17 to 23. And you're just going to have to live with that. That's a, a decent solid range of outcomes for him. Cause you're not going to get lower or higher than it. Um, George Kittle should be back. That'll be fun. Good to go for the 49ers. And then the Rams, uh, Stafford actually looked competent. I don't know how that's going to look against the 49ers defense. That's a whole other animal. And then Gerald Everett looked decent. I mean, we kind of – not Gerald Everett, Higby. That's who I meant to say. Higby looked decent. He's still going to miss and drop a bunch of passes. He probably shouldn't, but he's going to get targets. You ain't wrong about that. He belongs in the NFL now. <laughs> wow, Joe. That's a big declaration out of you. It's a big one, man. <laughs> What do you have for uh, running backs, Joe? Dude, uh, the spin move by McCaffrey last week was the best thing I've ever watched. So you're starting him. No problems there. Uh, for the Rams, I don't really know. 65-35 work share in favor of Kyron Williams. It seems pretty evident that he is the guy here. Either way, I don't think you feel comfortable starting anyone against the 49ers D um, out of this backfield. Not this week. Uh, wide receivers, I personally think this game looks a lot more exciting than it did a week ago. Uh, the Rams actually looked like a real team again. Uh, Puka Nakawa is the rookie that everyone hoped to grab on uh, waivers week one. Uh, and if you got him or already had him for the savvy fantasy vets out there uh, or dynasty managers, put him in your lineup if you have the room. Um, until Cup is back, this seems primed to be the guy. Van Jefferson disappoints as he has for his whole career. Uh, but don't drop him just yet as he could still be useful in the future. But once again, it is only week one at the moment. But I, I, there, there sure is a chance that Puka goes out there and just lays a dud. But with the amount of targets he got last week, it looked like maybe he had breakfast with Matt Stafford last week. So short yes, answer, sir. yes, start Puka. Um, I feel like you can't. Yeah, it, it, it's this is fantasy football. This could easily be the zero that pops up. But the way it looked last last week, it's gotta, it's gotta be the guy. Nobody else did it. So I mean, Atwell wasn't terrible. Uh, but you're not starting at well yet. So, and of course, Ayuk was the wide receiver to have last week, as all of us predicted. And 
Purdy's number one target. Uh, I personally think Debo will be started startable in this one as well. Uh, this this is division game, so it should get a little chippy, and I think it stays close long enough for both receivers to get involved. Uh, but there is going to be games where Debo and Ayuk probably have bad games. I don't think this is one of them. Uh, this is going to be a great year for Ayuk, so put him in. Fire him up. Fire him up. Fire him up. San Francisco wins 100%. Uh, I think San Francisco wins, but it would not shock me if the Rams pull off something. Yeah, I I can't. I can't get behind that. I think the Seattle was I think Seattle got thrown a, thrown for a loop and didn't expect the Rams to be competitive this year. Uh, I think San Francisco now saw it. They're going to be like, "Nah, we ain't letting that happen." For sure. Joe. Fortune, I think you got to start Scary Terry here. On that one. I just had to Yeah, Scary that Scary Terry over Puka. That is Really? At least for this week, I look the Puka thing was fun first week, but this week when it's two two Atwell, we're all gonna you know be like, what the hell? Eh, I, I'm gonna go Puka personally. I'll take Puka over Scary T. Okay. I have Scary T. And I'm not bet. confident in st- starting. Uh-oh. Absolutely. Let's here's our, here's our fireball bet. Fireball Puka versus Scary right T. I'll write it down on my list all over right. here. Check mark next to Pittman. Fun stuff. Not in the yeah. fireball. Give me forty nine. All right. Give me forty nine. Nice. 100%. Good pick. All right. Anyway, on to the Jets versus the Cowboys. Look, there is nothing on the Jets on offense, at least for the tight end quarterback position that you're going to start, at least for the time being. Cowboys side, I Dak is good to go. I think this is the best one of the best defenses in the league, so we're going to really see what Dak actually is this year, I think, this week. And then as far as the tight end, it's Ferguson, if they can ever connect on a ball. There was a lot of targets and not a lot of catches. So I start Ferguson, but you're going to have to hope he gets better. Speaking of fireball bets, we all need to pay up for uh, Brees Hall um, before Joe gets into him. Uh, we all bet the four of the four running backs that Brees Hall would, you know, we had all the other three running backs in that game having more yardage. So Brees Hall, to you, my man. <clears throat> that, that felt good. Um, Rogers' injury really uh, killed this offense, so they're going to lean really heavily on Brees and Cook. Um, Brees appears to be all the way back, so kudos to him. Great workout regiment. You're absolutely starting him based off what we've seen. Cook's going to have better days, and his receiving role could really take off with the Cowboys' offense if it clicks like it did last week. Uh, Jets' defense is the real deal that was really impressive what they did um but pollard is kind of looking like he could absolutely be the rb1 overall this year so you're starting pollard all day every day rico dwaddle keep him on your bench yeah and as for wide receivers this is really simple it's cd lamb and garrett wilson they're really the only two worth uh starting in this game uh and you're not sitting any of them all year so uh don't worry about that cooks is a little banged up going into the week so there might be a bit of an uptick in targets for cd uh, and Garrett Wilson, obviously this is a bummer with Aaron Rodgers as Achilles, uh, but you have to keep that second round pick in your lineups. Uh, there might be some bad weeks ahead of you guys. Uh, he can't always make the most phenomenal touchdown in the end zone, but see what he happens. is him. He, he is, is him. him. Um, just, I mean, just to, just to get, not to get too deep into it, but like just expect uh, similar stats to last year. It's no longer the 1700 yard season that we thought might happen here. The breakout. I mean, it's going to yeah. be, 11, 1,200, who knows how many touchdowns. Maybe a new quarterback on the way. That's what we're going to have to hope for if you're a Garrett Wilson manager. Um, I think the Cowboys win. Uh, Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't bet on. Cowboys are nine point favorites, though. If y'all are betting people out there, they do not win this by nine points. I will bet absolutely not. Honestly, I would like to take the Jets here just because of the run game and if they could do it well enough with Brees and Dalvin and just enough to throw. Because I mean, Dallas's defense isn't as scary as it looked. Uh, The Giants made it look as scary as it was. Because they have, they have to win by ten for that bet to hit. As far as like the Cowboys winning, they're not going to beat this team by ten. I don't believe it. Rouge, I would probably – what do you think, Bill? I think i go with Joe, uh, though. Well, I was just going to say, Rouge Rue on YouTube says, need to drop one, Draymond Jones, George Karloftis, or David Ojabo. I'd probably drop Draymond. I like Karloftis, and Ojabo was really good in game one. Hopefully he can build on that this season. Yeah, I completely agree. Draymond, uh, you cannot drop Karloftis. I think this is a breakout for Karloftis this year, especially with Chris Jones coming back. I think it's only going to help. For sure. All right, on to the Broncos – Versus the Commanders. Sorry, Joe. I was trying to read what you were doing. Sam Howell, I'm not comfortable starting him yet. This is in Denver, and I don't love this game. Um, as far as the Commanders' tight end go, I guess it's Logan Wilson or Logan Thomas. I guess uh, Russell Wilson. He did had a decent game last week. I still, it's kind of not what you're hoping for. And then tight end wise, no. Dolchich got injured too. Just He's not going to no. play. Uh, Troutman actually no. might be worthy of a DFS start, if I'm being honest with you. No. Okay, fine. Just trying to be polite. There. So running backs, um, you guys probably don't have the luxury, but I I really want to see one more week of the Broncos offense before I can trust starting Williams or P. Ryan right now. They basically split last week, and they get a tough matchup here. I like P. Ryan slightly more in this one, as I do think the Broncos should be up. Uh, so they really have no reason to beat Williams up too much right now. So uh, if I had to start one, it'd probably be P. Ryan, but Williams is looking damn good. So kudos to that. Uh, Gibson is on your bench until he shows the smallest sign of life. And uh, so don't even think about him. Brian Robinson is low end RB2 uh, material this week uh, against this tough defense. So mostly mostly defense here. Uh, I just want to say Javante starts, by the way. Um he is the starting running back on this team. P. Ryan is going to get some, but no, yeah, I'm sorry. Especially the way Washington defense looked last week against Arizona. But sorry, step on your toes. Washington, uh, wide receiver wise, good news for the commanders is that they will more likely be more likely than not be losing and throwing more often. Uh, bad news is it wasn't very thrown very well by Sam Howell. Uh, McLaurin should be used more and more heavily throughout the weeks coming up as he gets in better shape. Dotson and Samuel both had plenty of targets, which is terrifying. So this might be just a, a dart throw, but I, you can't sit McLaurin with the value that you got him at. Uh, Dotson can be something that you can start. Mainly thing, main thing is here, it's going to be a bumpy ride for these wide, wide receivers here. So do not get super excited about them, but you should be able to get eight or nine points out of all three of them. Honestly, I just, Curtis Samuel's not the guy you're starting right away. Um, and then, yeah, if Judy plays, I think he's worth a start, but I... <sighs> I can understand why you maybe sit him for another week at this point to see how this offense grows. Sutton and Mims are both sits for me, especially in uh, unless they're in deep leagues with Judy out. Uh, if Judy's out, I, I don't know. Judy's the only wide receiver I'm starting on Denver if I have a choice. So it's not great at the moment. Washington's Fair bad, enough. but I just am scared of Wilson. I'm going to see Wilson do it first, more so than anything. Broncos win. I I think this is a toss up. I really don't care who wins, but it's 
probably the Broncos. Yeah, give me the Broncos. Fair enough. Um, all right, we'll get to another game, then we'll get to these questions. Dolphins versus the Patriots at in New England. Dolphins, you're starting Tua. You're not starting Durham Smythe yet, although he's a sneaky pickup if he's available. Um, Patriots-wise, Hunter Henry, probably. I liked what I saw from him last week, and if Mac's going to throw it 400 times a game, might not be bad. And then Mac Jones is a start. You saw what Justin Herbert did to him. I expect this to be a shootout, at least an attempt at a shootout. So hopefully you see you know a little bit more of that passing uptick. Yeah. The Pats' uh, rushing attack last week was just horrendous. Uh, the Eagles' line was really good, um, but Belichick, I don't know what he was trying to do there. Uh, Miami just allowed 234 rushing yards last week, so Stevenson is a full start for me, especially with his receiving work. Don't trust Zeke. If Zeke happens, I'm going to be so pissed off. Um, so keep playing Stevenson. Mostert's your guy uh, for Miami. He gets a tough matchup, and he, he did miss practice today with a knee, which they're saying is maintenance right now. Um, so you can start Mostert is kind of a low-end flex option. Um, but I do think A-Chain does make his de- debut this week. So that could be exciting, but kind of staying away from the Dolphins, guys. Yeah. By the way, Zeke is just good against the Eagles, and he wasn't even that good. So I, I don't – I would be too worried about Zeke at the moment. Stevenson's a guy, and he catches a lot of passes. Um, but the surprise of Mac Jones continues uh, this week against Miami – Fire up Kendrick Bourne, I think. I, I don't know. He's been an OP favorite for years here, and Juju is on the bench for now. That knee might explode at any moment, as we know. Uh, Waddle is currently banged up and finished with a limited practice today. That is of Wednesday, September 13th. But you start him if he's playing, and he'll week in and week out while Tua is healthy. You play both of those guys when they play. Fair enough. Um, Dolphins. <clears throat> Dolphins. Yeah, I'm betting on Tyreek Hill every time. All right, Domir on YouTube says, Acres, Odell, or I'm assuming that's Chuba Hubbard as my second flex, full PPR. I'm still going Acres. He did have 22 carries. Didn't go for anything, but he did get 22. Uh, Hubbard actually had way more carries than I was happy with with Carolina, but they, I would have to go with Acres as well. He did have a role, and he easily could get flipped on the opposite side if that's the game plan. So Chuba could easily yeah. get worked out if need be. I think it's Akers, but Chuba looked like a great compliment to Sanders. I was actually pleasantly surprised there. I just don't think he gets the goal line work. So I wasn't a big fan. All right. D-Bird on Twitch says, got a trade I want thoughts on. Giving up Dalvin Cook, Pittman, and McLaurin. Getting Garrett Wilson and Brian Robinson. Uh-uh. I don't don't think I would make that trade now. Garrett Wilson's uh, ceiling just got This is This lowly. is a perfect example of someone not liking Pittman until he does good. And then they're like, okay, I'll take him now. No, absolutely not. Keep that. You, you should not be the one giving up multiple people uh, or extra people. No offense to Brian Robinson. I understand he had the full workload, but Garrett Wilson's stock just dipped, and he's just trying to get him some price back, basically, at this point. So, Fair enough. All right, on to the last two games, both on Monday night. Don't know why there's a doubleheader Monday night football game this week. Ugly doubleheader. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Saints versus the Panthers. Uh, you're starting Derek Carr. You're starting Jawan Johnson. You're not starting Bryce Young. You are starting Hayden Hurst. Easy enough. Yep. 
Uh, you're starting Sanders. Uh, it was a 60-40 split with Shuba last week, uh, but Sanders is your guy in this. Um, should be a close game. Jamal Williams is starting for you against a defense that just got gashed to the tune of 130 yards and two touchdowns by the Falcons, so start him. Yep, and as for the wide receivers, Michael Thomas, the biggest surprise uh, coming out of New Orleans for the last four years, uh, hasn't played football, but he appears to be back and fully healthy. Um, it's going to be a huge headache all year watching 12 and 13 catch passes, especially if you're looking from afar at the bar screen, uh, but you fire them both up at this point. And as Billy said last week, Carolina wide receivers are riding the bench and it is not looking great for the Panthers wide receivers, uh, who traded next year's first to Chicago. And it's probably going to be a pretty high pick because that wide receiver bunch is not working. Although DJ Chark might be back and I really do, do think that helps, but you're not starting this week, obviously. Rashid Shahid should also be a flex play, by the way. He's earned no. that role. No, he shouldn't. All right. Missed the bus on him. That's fine. Uh, Saints win this. Won't even be close, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. All right. On to the Brown Steelers. We are in Pittsburgh at whatever Akersure Stadium. Uh, on the Brown side, Watson sucks. I don't know what to do with him now. He is not very good. You're start, start, still starting him, but he's not going to play, play good in this game, I'm going to bet. Uh, Njoku didn't look good last week because Watson didn't look good. So that's kind of a tough situation. Steelers side, Kenny Pickett, don't love playing him this week because he's a very limited guy. And then I think Fryermuth is still injured. I don't think we're going to know about that injury until Saturday at least. So if he's playing, play him. If he's not, don't. 100%. Fair enough. Um, the Steelers are super upsetting here. <laughs> Jalen Warren's probably the most explosive of the two backs, but 10 carries for the whole team. Tomlin, what the fuck are you doing? I know the game got out of hand quickly. Uh, this one should be closer. I'm starting Najee because you probably don't have another option here. Uh, so go ahead and start him. Jalen Warren, uh, not starting him at all. And then the Browns are interesting, man. I'm they went up quick, and Nick Chubb had a good game, but we really thought that he was just going to get, with Hunt gone, that he was going to get a ton here, and then we see Ford getting 15 carries. If they're going to pull Chubb whenever they have the lead, that's not we're not going to see a monster season out of him that we really projected him on having. So I really hope that this week we see Nick Chubb in there for a full game and see Jerome Ford kind of drop down a little bit there. So while I do agree with you on your Chubb take, um, it is disappointing to see Ford in there as much as possible. Uh, but I got to disagree with you of the Najee Harris take. This literally just proves to me that like everyone who's like Jalen Warren's the best, he's the best. Najee Harris is running back. They chose not to run that game. I want everyone to stop panic on, on Najee Harris. It is not the thing. He also catches passes. Jalen Warren caught nothing for nothing. So just the whole team that. ran 10 fucking times. It's including one from Pickett. I mean, I'm just saying that makes me nervous. 24 yard run by Najee and a three yard run by Jalen Warren. So anyway, wide receiver wise, Cleveland did not look great in the passing game, but the good news is they did not have to. Uh, this game should be a bit more equally matched. Personally, um, I think Cooper, along with Elijah Moore, both had big games against a secondary that just got torched by a central rookie Brock Purdy. Uh, and bad news for Steelers who lose Deontay Johnson for the next four weeks. But that does mean Pickens, Robinson and Calvin Austin all get a boost. Pickens would be the only one you really want to start here. Um, and it's, you know, if you're looking for that Monday night miracle in a deep league and you want to put Austin or Robinson out there, feel free. I would advise against it because putting Pickett in charge of your final points for a week two matchup is not really the most ideal situation. But um, I think this is actually a lot closer game. I think 
uh, Pittsburgh or Cleveland does not have the defense that San Francisco has. I don't think it was as bad of an offense as Pittsburgh as it was as good of a defense as San Francisco. So I think this is more of an equal game, honestly. For sure. I think the Steelers win. I got the Steelers win too. I'll take Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh has a bounce back week here. Uh, I think they just got screwed on their opening matchup. I think they're going to be an okay team this year. All right. For everybody who is listening, still here, um, we have a separate podcast that we talked about IDP and DFS plays for this week. So please go listen to that wherever you get podcasts. It'll be on the same feed that this uh, will be on as well for the podcast. Um, We'll answer Dylan's question, then we'll get out of here. Just because he did ask this on Twitch and apparently it was lagging, so he didn't get to hear the answer. Trade thoughts, giving up Pittman, McLaurin, Dalvin, getting Garrett Wilson and Brian Robinson. Uh, we suggest keeping Pittman, McLaurin, and Dalvin. Uh, Garrett Wilson's ceiling just lowered way far down. I don't think that he's worth it anymore. And I, I just I think you should just keep with what you got. Yeah, you got depth, man. Keep that. You're not gaining anything big out of this at this point. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Your thoughts are good, too, than <laughs> that. Um, anyway... Good night, Rougarou. Joe, if you can hear us, can you get us out of here? Good night. Oh, Oh, we're still live. I love it. Mm, Let's fucking go, Joe.